and its waste places might blossom, irrigated by the water from the high mountain top, where the everlasting snows of heaven melt down into a liquid, life-giving flow. Yes, the desert waited, but the mountain tops were always there, sublime in their majesty, and the sun was always shining, ever giving of its warmth and color, and the natural law of gravity was always causing the water to flow down to the desert. It was the desert that waited, not the water, not the sun, not the snow-topped mountains. But on that first day, when the water reached the dry and parched desert, new life began to spring within it, new hope. The thorn disappeared and the rose bush blossomed. The cactus was uprooted and the date palm took its place. The long, hot sands gave way to the green verdure of irrigated land. Did the desert look back upon its day of unproductivity? I don't think so. And did the mountain top condemn a judge? Did the water complain of the snow refused to melt? Did the sun withhold its warmth? Now perhaps this is what Jesus meant in one of his great parables, the parable about the laborers. For he said there was a certain man who had a vineyard. Early in the morning he hired laborers to work for a penny a day. Later in the day he hired other men at the third, at the sixth and the eleventh hour. And when evening came, he called them all together and each received the same compensation. Naturally, some of them objected to this. But the Lord of the vineyard said, I will give unto this last, even as unto thee. I will do what I will with mine own. Is thine eye evil, because I am good? In this parable, Jesus was likening the vineyard to life, and the laborers to our relationship with it. Those who early in their experience came to understand their relationship to the Lord of the vineyard, and those who discover the laws of life later in the day must all finally reap the same reward. In other words, God gives as fast as we receive. God and the spiritual kingdom are timeless. There is no late and no early to this thing called life. Solomon, with all his wisdom, knew nothing about electricity. Therefore he was compelled to use a candle. God had not withheld anything from him, for God had already given him all he could take. Thousands of years later, someone discovered electricity, coming in at the eleventh hour, as it were. But God was not partial to the one who later discovered electricity. He merely gave him what he was ready to take. And to those who accused the Lord of the vineyard of being partial, his answer was, Is thine eye evil because I am good? Have you less, because others possess a good equal to yours? Is there not good enough to go around? All do not learn the laws of life and the rules of the game of living in the same hour. Is it wrong that we should have the benefits of electricity, because Solomon and Moses knew nothing about them? Are the comforts of modern invention evil, because antiquity did not enjoy them? The great lesson is that life delivers itself into our capacity to receive it. 
The outpouring from the cosmic horn of plenty can only fill the cup that we lift to it. A pail turned on its side cannot be filled with rain from heaven. The Lord of the vineyard stands for the love of God and the givingness of the Spirit. The vineyard represents the fruits of life, and we are the laborers. And the reward, the compensation, is the law of action and reaction that measures to each according to his own acts. To the ones who came in at an earlier hour, they represent those who had gained some slight knowledge of spiritual things before others. They are indeed fortunate. But the ones who came in the third, the sixth, and the eleventh hours also entered into the kingdom. Their reward must be equal to those who came first. If yesterday we did not know that God is love, then yesterday we could.